Welcome to the Poultry Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest poultry nutrition research digested for you. We want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible. Carry, proven on the farm, trusted on the plate. Carry is where technology is made. Anatox, partnering with the world's food producers to develop and deliver innovative programs to efficiently produce safer food. Cargill works with poultry producers to drive customer profitability by being a leader in applied nutrition. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Poultry Nutrition Bite Belt Podcast, where we break down uh, the latest and greatest in poultry nutrition research and industry uh, in less than 10 minutes or so. And uh, I'm one of your hosts, uh, Dr. Sam Rochel from Albany University. And because we had such a good uh, conversation, we were able to uh, extend and bring on another episode uh, with Dr. Tanika O'Connor-Denny. And so, Dr. Tanika, uh, thank you for uh, agreeing uh, to continue the conversation, and I look forward to to talking with you uh, further. And you mentioned in the notes, um, in in preparing for this, that you had uh, some approaches for using um, broiler trials, I think, maybe to evaluate or validate some of your ingredient analyses from from NIR and and wet camp. Can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah. So this was actually a suggestion from one of our suppliers. You know, the birds, I I got a batch, several batches of soybean meal and the, the wet chemistry and the NIR looked great, but for some reason, the birds weren't gaining weight. And, you know, the, the veterinarian and some of the farmers kept on saying to me, it's a soybean meal. And I, I said, no, it's not a soybean meal. Then I said, you know, I spoke to one of our suppliers and they said, well, you know, one of the things you could do is before using the soybean meal, since there is a two week, uh, a two week um, lead up time before you actually need to use it, why not? formulate a diet in which the NIR results that you've obtained is used, formulated to the specification of your diet, like normal, and then get your soybean meal that you already have in use and you know how the birds are performing, and then do just a a peer-wise comparison in small cages. So, you know, I went ahead, I got rabbit cages, 16 rabbit cages, and I had seven birds per cage. So I got my replicates that way. And it was just just something simple. Within seven days, you got the seven-day weights. And of course, you know, there's a direct correlation between seven-day weights and the slaughter weight. And if they didn't meet the seven-day weight target that was expected, then, you know, you go back to the drawing board. If they met it or exceed it, you know, okay, the NR analysis, the wet chemistry analysis is spot on. So I, I think practical things like that is, is very useful. And I would recommend for any nutritionist to, to, to implement something like that, particularly when it is that you're getting a mixed batch barge. So when it's a single source serving meal supplier, it's fine. You know, you can trust what the NIR readings are. But when it is a composite blend, and let's face it, Jamaica is a small island. You know, we're only using at most 1,000 metric tons of soybean meal. Well, our company, but combined the two companies will probably use it 2,000 metric tons of soybean meal per week. In the grand scheme of things, that's very small. And unless you demonstrate that, yes, I'm checking the quality, they will send you pretty much anything 
And unless you're buying on a Q-sum basis, you can't guarantee the quality of the soybean meal that you're getting, no matter what the QOH and the PDI values say. It's the birds that tell you whether or not the soybean meal is good. Right. Yeah. No, the, that makes makes perfect sense. And and I think uh, we still have a lot to learn to, f- to fully understand these quality indicators and, and kind of what they mean for, for actual uh, performance. So that's that's neat to hear your approach for, for validating that. Um, in addition to those challenges, you've also talked a, a lot about and presented some, I think, word recently about uh, your approach of, of what you did in response to COVID and, and kind of how that worked. And I know that was a challenge for everyone. You want to talk about that and then kind of how that changed the game for how your, your production was running? Yeah, definitely. So for a long time, I've always maintained that because the Caribbean has higher ambient temperatures, the notion that you should wholeheartedly adopt the very high amino acid um, densities of of the breeder companies is not necessarily true, especially when you consider the the stocking density that we often use and the impact of heat stress added on top of that. So when COVID-19 came and we needed to cut our production costs, of course, the fastest way to cut cut your production costs is through feed. And I was able to reduce the diet density. And what that reduction in diet density did was actually kept bird performance the same, or in some cases for some of the the farmers, actually improved bird performance. And there was a savings on average of, of $10 per metric ton. So, this demonstrated more than ever that it is good to use the breeder guidelines as such guidelines, but you have to under you have to understand that every single environment is unique. And when a lot of the studies out there talk about heat stress, they they do a cycle heat stress. But in the Caribbean, it's sustained high temperatures so there's no there's no cooling off period at the night in the nights particularly in the summer and that has a tremendous impact on gastrointestinal tract and if it is that the animals are not absorbing properly it doesn't matter how much more amino acids even if it's crystalline amino acids that you're pumping into the diet how much more nutrient dense you make the diet they will not absorb it and actually you might be harming the animals because now you have increased ammonia excretion so you have increased ammonia in the house you have the burning of of the foot pads that type of thing so overall bird comfort is is compromised so we have to be very careful in in when we talk about nutrition principles and formulation, we have to keep our regional perspective in mind when we're doing sure. that. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, we, we actually, um, <clears throat> my, with my PhD student at Arkansas, uh, Jean-Rémy Tessier, he, he just defended a couple of weeks ago, um, and he, he was looking at this exact scenario and, you know, Certainly, the the crude protein and amino acid density um, with heat stress interaction wasn't as, as simple as we we thought it might be, and so uh, he had some interesting findings on that. Um, but but I think sounds like we may be somewhat in line with well, what you've seen in your practical experience as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
that's that's great to that's great to know. And you know, one of the things too that I often say to young nutritionists. For the Caribbean, you have to be a professional problem solver. And that's the reason why I have it on my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> because the Caribbean has one of the highest brain drains. So a lot of technical people have left, particularly in agriculture and livestock production. So although you are a poultry nutritionist, in my case, I ended up being a general nutritionist because it is required of me, but it also means that I have to know a little bit about vaccination programs. I have to know a little bit about the prophecies. I have to know a little bit uh, about geography and geology and how they interact, biochemistry, microbiology. And the reason why I know a little bit of everything is because I've collaborated with other colleagues. I've listened with an open mind and I've shared information willingly. And what that, ended up doing is making me a better nutritionist sure, for, sure. for that collaboration. And it also means embracing technology. So, you know, I remember the the infrared camera. The reason why I started using it in my field visits was because a ruminant nutritionist had the camera and he was looking at 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 um ambient body well the ambient temperature and body temperature and heat increment and how it affected small ruminant productivity. And uh, this was mind-blowing to me because I, I don't recall ever learning about this when I was in graduate school. And I said, well, okay, how can we incorporate this in into broiler production? And this was long, long before I even saw it in, in I think it was a cob manual that, that had it afterwards. Right. So little things like that, um, water testing kits, I know... Dr. Watkins is a big proponent of water quality and it's, it is probably the, under, the most underrated nutrient that, that we have access to. So little things like that, when you have birds that are struggling to meet their weight targets, you have to be systematic in eliminating what are the potential causes. And it actually means that you have to be a generalist now. So you have to know a little bit about feed mill operation, the, the interrelationship between particle size and pellet durability index and feed efficiency. Those little things, you know, the, the, the quality of the steam when, when you're out in the house, the ventilation curve, all those things. You have to know a little bit of everything if, if you want to be a successful poultry nutritionist. Yeah, that's that's a great perspective, and I think uh, ho- hopefully we have some students uh, and, and younger professionals hear that because I think is a good perspective. And your background too with multi species, I'm sure, is as you mentioned, been very helpful. And that's just something that that you know we often don't get the opportunity to to do. Maybe maybe swine and, and poultry a little bit, but it's generally limited to that. So I think your background and in, in, in all the species has provided a lot of perspective. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. And it started at University of Arkansas when I, I did Dr. Kegley's course in energetics. <laughs> so right. I, yeah. yeah, so I learned yeah. about ruminant nutrition. Well, and yeah. I also did it at LSU too, but, you know, sure. it, it, sure. it really gave me the, the platform required to have an open mind on how to approach nutrition. Yeah. The 2023 Arkansas Nutrition Conference Technical Symposium is brought to you by Kerry. Proven on the farm, trusted on the plate. 
Let our technologies help make your production goals a reality. Learn from the experts how carbohydrates improve nutrient utilization. Gut health technologies differ by type. Innovative ways to feed and a novel technology that will light your performance on fire. See us August 29th in Little Rock. Is there anything else that you, you want to share for the audience? Yeah, I I want to say nobody has the complete answer. And the only way we can be advocates for change and advocates for increased food security in the world is if we collaborate with each other. I know that sometimes we view our work in a vacuum, but let's not forget that our primary goal is to reduce the cost of production so that everybody has access to a cheap, safe, reliable source of animal-based protein. And I think we owe it to the general public to have frank discussions with them and be as transparent as possible about the science and why is it that we're in our field. I'm, I'm in it because I'm a global citizen. I want to serve my my fellow Jamaicans, worldwide citizens, and um, I think that that is how we should approach it from, I guess, a servant. Well, it wouldn't be a servant leadership. It's just uh, from a servant standpoint. You know, I'm here to serve the entire world. And the only way we can bridge the gap between the consumers and scientists is if we have conversations and make ourselves vulnerable and not hide behind very technical scientific terms. Break it down to their level. And, and educate them. Thank you again uh, for the additional information, uh, Dr. Tanika. It's been really insightful uh, learning about um, all that you've been able to, to, to learn and, and share with us about uh, practical application of, of research in a commercial setting, particularly under your uh, unique uh, situation in Jamaica and in the uh, uh, challenges and opportunities that that, that presents. So thank you again for everything that you're doing and sharing. Thank you. Hey everyone, we're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. And if you have a poultry nutrition related research trial and would like to come on the show and talk about it and share it with us, feel free to email the research link, uh, the paper where we can find it, or the abstract to hello at wisenetics.com. That's hello at wisenetics.com. And I look forward to hearing from you.